So welcome everybody to uh, the podcast. Again, my name is Nick Gray. If you want to know more about me, check the first podcast because I introduced myself and I'm not so interesting right now. We're talking to Marion in Shanghai. Uh, Marion Campon. Um, I don't know how my pronunciation is. We've just gone through that. And uh, she said, I might as well say it in the American way, which is Marianne Campan. But uh, I do actually speak a bit of French, so I want to try. <laughs> so Marianne, um, why don't we start by you introducing yourself? Who are you? Uh, where are you? And uh, like, what, where, where are you at in your stage in life? Uh, and, 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 and things like that, if you start off. Cool. Thank you, Nick. Um, the pronunciation is good. Uh, it's, it's, it's not bad at all. <laughs> so I'm well done for I'm that. Relieved. I'm relieved. <laughs> um, so you said my name is Marion. So indeed, I'm French and I live in Shanghai. Um, I uh, come from a very normal background uh, of business school and uh, a corporate um, uh, career. And at the moment, I am shifting uh, from this usual path to something that I really care about, which is basically coaching, um, diving and writing. Uh, so these are like my three main focuses right now. Not all at the same time, hopefully. <laughs> or yeah. maybe. <laughs> well, yeah, trying, trying. So that's trying fun. to be efficient with all of them together. So let, let's, let's back up. How, how come Shanghai? Where, where, what, what, what made you end up in Shanghai? Well, you know what? That's a super good question because usually people ask me and you know how sometimes you can have like a fixed idea and you just cannot let go. Um, well, for me, Shanghai was that. Um, when people ask why Shanghai, I don't know. It's just, it was in my head. It was Shanghai and I've had it for five years before I could come. So for five years, everyone around me was hearing how I wanted to go and move to Shanghai and I had no real reason to do that, but that was just my goal. And so I tried everything and um, it was a bit difficult because Shanghai is <clears throat> a place where if you want to work here, uh, you need to have at least two years uh, of work experience in the same uh, position before you can actually move and do uh, your work visa here. So. Uh, it was a bit complicated for me because I did not have those two years. And so I was dedicated to make it work no matter what. I found a company that uh, had uh, headquarters also in, in China, in Shanghai, and uh, just went for it full on. So that, took, that took a long time. <laughs> Very cool. And you've lived in uh, other places as well. I'm going to dig because I know a lot about you already, but uh, the people listening don't know this stuff. So, uh, so you've lived in some other places and I believe you speak a few different languages as well. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yeah, I've always been uh, passionate, uh, passionate with languages. I, um, I grew up uh, in Tahiti, which is in the middle of nowhere in the Pacific Ocean and uh, there people speak Tahitian and French so it's a French uh, it belongs to France it's a it's an island that belongs to France um, and then in growing up um, I've lived also in uh, Germany in the UK I've lived in Spain in Taiwan um, and I think that's about it um, so far um, but usually I just go to different countries just because I have this oh it would be cool if I would go to Spain. I just want to go to Barcelona or I want to go to Madrid. And, and then I just end up spending a year there or like six months or whatever and, and, and make my life there. And, and, and then I jump on to the next place that comes up in my head and that's it. That's, uh, that feels very familiar. Uh, I've, right. uh, I've also <laughs> lived in a lot of different places and I, and I think it is pretty cool to go uh, to Barcelona or to wherever. And uh, I love that expression, make my life there. Um, right. Yeah, that's a, that's a really great way of looking at it. So, um, okay, so I, I want to dig deeper on that in a bit. But uh, so in terms of languages, though, because I know that's a big part of what you're challenging that's yourself right. with. So uh, you speak obviously French because you yes. come from a French speaking place, English. <laughs> uh, what are your other languages? Um, so I speak um, French, English, German and Spanish. And my goal in life is to speak 10 languages. This is the one and only real goal that I've had for a very long time. 
but it's also probably because I haven't been able to achieve that goal yet. So <laughs> I guess that's why I still have it. <laughs> uh, I want to speak 10 languages. And right now with Chinese, uh, I'm at five and I am not yet starting the number six because I am struggling with Chinese. It takes a very long time. And once I will be finished with Chinese, I guess I'll move on to either Russian or Arabic or another language like this that sounds really cool and that I really want to learn. <laughs> well, that is a huge challenge you're setting yourself and I love it. And uh, it's very, very impressive that you're, you're already speaking all those other languages. Um, but yeah, I think- Oh, maybe you know, maybe you maybe you'll end up convincing me to learn a Norwegian or well, maybe Swedish actually. <laughs> well, Swedish is pretty cool as well. Swedish may be, uh, may be interesting, but I love Norway. I am in Norway. And as I just told you before we started this, uh, I'm actually skipping class today to uh, talk to you um, in my Norwegian class. So I'm currently doing an uh, intensive mm -hmm. course in Norwegian, but I'm not a linguist cool. like you. Contrary to what my parents might've told people, uh, I do speak okay French. Uh, and I speak some other languages a little bit, but um, yeah, I, I never really had a natural uh, talent or feel for, for language learning. So um, I'm really enjoying learning Norwegian now uh, because there is a great purpose to it. My little girls are currently learning. So I okay. need to make sure they don't have a secret language. But yeah, I, 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 I applaud you. It's a weapon. <laughs> I don't think I'm in anywhere close to the same league as you in terms of uh, language acquisition and, and especially long-term goals. My long-term goal is to be able to speak one other language really fluently. Uh, so that's, oh, <laughs> that's, that's going cool. to be Norwegian. So that's where I'm at. But um, okay, so great. So you, you said growing up in Tahiti what, and, and moving around, what was that? Was that with uh, family work or uh, like your dad's or mom's job or was it uh, that's right. some, other, some other factors? Yeah, that's right. So in France, if, you, um, if you're uh, basically working for the government, my parents are teachers. Um, and um, you can decide to go and teach in Paris or in Bordeaux or in Toulouse or in Tahiti. So it's exactly the same. <laughs> and 30 years ago, um, it was still considered uh, being paradise to go to Tahiti. But uh, 30 years ago, like calling your parents back home in France was extremely costly. And you would just do that once a month, basically, maximum. So um, there was, uh, I don't know, like the big uh, American movies would come out a year and a half after they would just come out in France. So everything was just so slow and so different. So you were very much isolated. Um, but in this isolation, there was so much that I also learned when, uh, when I came back to Tahiti a couple of years afterwards, I, I also realized like this slow motion, this kind of isolation, has a lot um, in it that, that, that I try also to bring back to my life. Because when you're in a, a city like Shanghai and maybe your listeners are in different big metropolitan cities and, and it's just super fast, um, how do you just sometimes take the time for yourself to focus on what's important to you and uh, how you can achieve the best of what you want in life, basically? And I think that for me was... Um, something that I that I try and use as much as I can also from the, from time to time. Yeah, I, I love that. And in fact, the more people I talk to, I mentioned to you that, you know, I have a lot of coach friends and my first uh, mm -hmm. podcast was with my kind of uncle, John, who who is a, a you know, very, very yes. experienced uh, coach himself. And, and in fact, he talked about meditation and I, I hadn't I hadn't really had him as a, as a person that meditates. He's an extremely high energy person. So whenever you meet him, he's like this extreme high energy. Uh, and I didn't really have him as, a, as someone who did much meditation. But you also mentioned that you, you do, mm -hmm. you've done some meditation as well, right? And some retreats and things. Yeah, that's right. I actually listened to uh, to the podcast and uh, it's true that <laughs> he has a very good energy. I liked it too. Um, but it's not because you do meditation that you don't have energy or that you're like a silent monk uh, or that you just don't re act or that you don't uh, behave like a normal person. Um, mm. It's probably more f uh, a, a way for you to... Um, work on yourself with how you react to things. So instead mm. of maybe reacting to life, uh, to, to be more on the 
action rather than the reaction and having that space or that time where you can actually make a decision instead of just react with your old habits or things like that. So for me, uh, I started meditation about six years ago because I was in a high pressure sales role and I just felt that I uh, could need something like that where I could uh, manage maybe my thoughts differently than what I was doing. And I just read, read one of these crazy articles about people waking up at 5 a.m. and just doing meditation and sport and all these things. And I was like, oh, this is so not me. Uh, and, and now it's, it looks a bit more like me, actually. But um, <laughs> back then, it really felt very disconnected from my life. Um, and they recommended different apps and things. So I started with apps, meditating maybe five, 10 minutes a day. And I just realized after... It, it was pretty quick after just a month or so I could realize that, yeah, when my colleague says this and I just want to, I just want to respond or I just want to, I just want to make him realize this or that and, and, and start a fight eventually maybe then I just stop and I have this moment where I can decide, do I want to do that or can I choose another path? Mm. Um, that was pretty quick uh, after doing just a couple of minutes of meditation a day. So it doesn't come in the same day, but eventually you just realize I have more tools to control my thoughts, control my habits, control my patterns, and I can decide more things. So for me, meditation has this power. I, I recommend that people look into this because I, I feel it's a very powerful tool. I, I totally, totally agree. And I totally agree from a person who isn't good at setting aside that time to meditate. I, you know, we've been talking a lot about it right now, uh, my, my wife and I, and uh, about getting, you know, getting up early or doing some meditation, taking some time, because I think yeah. Uh, yeah, just to be clear, what I meant about the sort of high energy perspective versus meditation is, um, you know, you get, you often get the perception when you're around high energy people that they, they kind of never stop, you know, they never stop right. to take stock of where they're at or, or calm right. moments. And, and you just get that impression. So uh, that's what yes. I meant with my uncle is like, you know, he, he, he seems like someone who is sort of always on, always, always, you yes. know, always high energy. And of course, you know, uh, the important thing as you've just described is to stop and, and actually take time to, collect your thoughts, learn to control your emotions, learn to control your, your reactions to things. Um, I think that's, that's right. it's, it's something that's come to me with age, I have to say, is, is this understanding of recognizing when, when things are triggering me in, in, in emotional right. response and, uh, and trying to get that under control. Um, mm -hmm. And it, it's, uh, I think, you know, part of the challenge, uh, I'm going to be sexist now, but it's sexist against men. So it's okay. I'll put... <laughs> but uh, I guess as you become a more, uh, an older guy, it, it, for some reason, you seem to get more grumpy. That grumpy old man thing seems, I can see it happening. <laughs> but uh, but I, I, I also trying to understand that and understand how that emotional response comes. Uh, it's, it's, it's very, uh, I, I think t meditation will also really help me. So I really do intend to take some time. As I mentioned to, to my uncle, it's like, running is kind of like my meditation right i, I sort yeah. of zone out and you know i can just yeah. be in a different headspace but, absolutely uh, yeah so so you've done but you've done some really intense uh meditation and retreats and things right that's right so in in discussing this with i think it's always great to discuss like what you do what you try what you realize like you're doing differently with your friends your close friends i had a friend um her name is aline and she's she's a, she's she's an inspiration for me because uh, she's someone who's studied so much she's she's one of the most clever person that i have surrounded myself with and she's always I've always had those interesting discussions with her. And when I told her about meditation, she said, oh, have you heard of something called Vipassana? And I, I was like, no, never heard of that. What is that? And she said, it's like 10 days where you go in a center and you just like, don't speak. No one speaks to you and you just meditate all day. And usually when you say that, people, you have two kinds of reactions. People either go like, no way, never, not for me. <laughs> Uh -uh. Oh, they go like me. Oh my God, that sounds amazing. That sounds amazing. I can spend 10 days somewhere and no one speaks to me. <laughs> I want that. <laughs> and I can just focus on myself. I can just look inside. That's great. And 
So I, I tried the first Vipassana about two years ago. Uh, I've done the second one last year and, and I'm, I'm, I'm very much into um, a practice that is, uh, first of all, it's, it's, it's not uh, sectarian or it's not a religion. So that's something that was very important to me is to not get into anything like that. Um, and, and it's simply about the practice of uh, meditation and looking inside of what's happening in, on, a, on a feeling level, on, a, on an emotional level, and even on a physical level, what is happening to your body and, and how do you react to that? Mm. And every time I come out of one of those like 10 days, it's not that I change because I'm still me, but I feel like I'm growing in, uh, and, and I, I just bring that practice in my daily life and in my relationships with people, in the way I absorb information or in the way I address a challenge, for instance, then I, I feel I have then this practice also that I can bring to my to my high energy that probably you can feel. Um, yeah. I, I feel this is very helpful to me. Oh, that's, yeah, that sounds amazing. I mean, it, it also, I think I mentioned it to my wife and we were laughing because we we're both chatterboxes and like uh -huh. the idea of 10 days silent retreat. <laughs> <laughs> but at the same, the flip side of that is we have very young kids and the idea of uh -huh. being away from the kids just even for a couple of days <laughs> in silence and having moments uh, is quite appealing. No offense, little girls, if you're listening later on in life. Um, but, uh, <laughs> we love you. <laughs> yeah, we love you so much. But uh, it would be nice to have a moment every now and then. No, but it's, uh, it, it, does sound, it does sound incredible. And I guess the, the ability to, to connect with yourself like you say and just understand what's going on i think you know all too often nowadays people are um you know we're, we're, we're so we've got so much information sort of you know it's like a fire hose of information coming at us all yes. day every day through social media through news through and we all think we're better informed but in a way we're you know we're very much being uh, just driven to trying to pick out the bits of information that we can process and then running yes. forwards with that. And, and we're expected to take, you know, millions of emails every day and millions of uh, podcasts <laughs> and, and uh, videos and things. <laughs> and, uh, and, you know, all this information and, and actually stopping and taking stock of what's going on with yourself and understanding yourself better, I think is a really, really good point. And in fact, so it goes in with, with a lot of what I feel about, like building a win because understanding yourself understanding the game you're in but also understanding right. yourself and understanding how you can respond and drive yourself towards the goal of, of winning or achieving the goal that's a really really uh, key element is to is to really understand yourself and be in control of that and and all the top you know all the top sports people they have a lot of control of themselves when and, and drive and discipline you know when they're going for it and right. if you're if you want to be in the in the best orchestra in the world you know you've got to have the drive and discipline to really get control of of your plan and, and, and execute so um with that in mind i wanted to kind of ask you what's your well i guess one of the questions i want to try and ask most of my guests is uh what's your philosophy on on winning uh, and and in terms in terms of winning achieving goals achieving a dream you know achieving something spectacular for yourself what's what's your sort of philosophy around that well that's a good question um so I don't really have a method, but I think, um, and, and what I've been reflecting on lately is, is very much about the little voice that you have inside of you. Um, you talk about knowing yourself. Um, I guess I, I'm building a bridge between that and, and listening to yourself. Because mm -hmm. I don't know if you've noticed, but some, somehow you, you have that voice that speaks to you and you decide whether you're going to listen to it or you're just going to ignore it. And I think most of the mistakes that I'm making, even now, uh, are, are when I just don't listen and when I just decide to ignore or where, when I think, no, 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 but it's going to be fine. It's going to be all right. <laughs> You're going to be able to make it and pull it through. And the voice inside is just like, no, nope, not that. That's not what you should be doing. Like You should be doing this instead. And that's really what matters to you. And you're losing your time. And then I, I just realized for me, when I really feel that I achieved something, initially it, it was that, it was the voice. When I told you like I had the Shanghai thing, the little voice in my head and I couldn't let go, I just made everything happen so that I could be now in Shanghai. And 
I could have just said, no, but that's a crazy thing. Like why Shanghai? I don't even have a reason. Or I could have rationalized the, the whole thing. Uh, instead, I decided to just put my passion and my dedication to it. Mm. And, and, and that's when things or magical things happen. Instead, if you just go and try to rationalize or you try to actually find reasons or excuses why this is not going to work out, then indeed, it's never going to work out. And second, you're also going to be very miserable or eventually you're going to be very frustrated because you never really tried anything or you never really listened to yourself. So I guess that's the only thing that I... Um, have been like thinking about lately is I can hear my voice, but do I really listen? Do I really follow it? And and sometimes, you know, when you see kids, maybe maybe they just like have these voices and they just like go for it. And, and, and there is this candid like attitude towards life and things and they just go for it. And, and when you see them, you're like, I should be more like that. I should just go for things and not be so afraid. Or I think winning starts with just not being afraid. Listen to yourself. Go for it. I completely agree and and i think it's it's also important to recognize what is it you're afraid of right it's usually yeah. failure it's usually fa- if yes. i if i try something and fail what oh, what does that mean you know does that am i then a failure or um yeah and and i i think it's so important to recognize well if you're afraid of failing then then you absolutely should do it because you should fail like to to achieve the dream you have to understand what it is not to win it or not to not yes not to yes. uh, <laughs> um, and uh, oh i'm in a group meeting hang on uh there we go so <laughs> i'm in a group meeting on zoom but uh that's right i just got a message a strange message in front of me um yeah so so recognizing that you're afraid to what you're afraid of and if it is to fail then you should go ahead and do it because if it is because if you're not failing uh, at certain things then you're never going to achieve it you know i'm sure your shanghai right. dream came into your head it wasn't like the next day you managed to achieve to get to shanghai it took time it took effort and it took a plan and and, and an execution strategy yeah. um so yeah i i think yeah. it's 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 great to listen to that that little voice in your head and and um I mean, to be honest, this podcast is a bit of a product of that. Uh, so I, I, I'll tell you a little story okay, as well, because it's, it's quite interesting. <laughs> I, well, I think it's interesting because I have a million and one ideas all the time. I'm quite creative and I'm an in- innovative and I love sort of futurology and all, all things future, all technology. I'm a total nerd. Um, and, awesome. <laughs> and uh, well, yeah, but I'm, I'm a kind of a wannabe nerd. <laughs> so so I'm, not, I'm not technically amazing at anything <laughs> in particular. Um, but... I realize I really enjoy listening to podcasts and I really like the long form conversations you mm-hmm. can have with people. And I, I sort of been listening to a few and I, I thought, well, it would be interesting to have some conversations with people I find interesting and, and, ha- you know, around mm-hmm. the theme that I am really passionate about, which is sort of building wins and things. And, you know, coming from a, a sport background myself and being a coach in sport and a coach in kind of life coaching, executive coaching, I felt like, right. well, maybe this podcast would be interesting. And it was one more idea. And I thought, oh, but, you know, I, do I really trust myself? Am I actually going to do this? You know, is this something I'm going to really be able to do having little kids and, you know, and in, uh, pretty intense uh, right. life <laughs> outside of, life. Uh, outside of sure. work and, and trying to learn Norwegian and moving countries and things. But then I, I've done it now and I've got one out the way and, and, and now I'm doing a second one and I'm gonna, I've got a third one this week as well. So I'm really excited because <laughs> it's an achievement for me just to, just to be doing them. So, I mean, I really appreciate anyone mm-hmm. that's out there listening to this and I really appreciate anyone that engages with this and, 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 you know, hopefully it's interesting and it continues to be interesting for other people. But I'm just super proud of myself for actually doing it, like saying I'm going to do something and then doing it is, is, is very cool for me. So, right. uh, so I think, you know, and, and I, I, I was afraid of failing. I really was. I still, I'm now much less afraid because I've, the, the big thing was to start doing it you know, to take the step right. to do it. Yes. Uh, and obviously yes. what happened was a lot of people were, were quite positive about it and, and they, you know, they encouraged me and, and a few people stepped forward and, and uh, with very interesting backgrounds. And so now I've got some more people to talk to. So, uh, so it's okay. very exciting to, to take that step. But, uh, but I think you're right. It's like that listening to that voice in my head, the voice was saying, this makes sense. This really makes sense more than a lot of your other ideas make sense. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, but so I think I, that's, that's, I remember that. 
I think you're right. Like the first thing that comes to your mind is a great idea or hopefully a great idea. And then right after, it doesn't even take half a second. Um, you have like all those thoughts, why it wouldn't work. And, and you just need to kill that. I mean, you need to find a way to, to work around these and just manage these um, limiting beliefs simply that, that you cannot do it or this is not the right thing for you or blah, blah, blah. And, and just start. Um, try and see and fail. Worst case, worst case, indeed, you fail. But at least probably you're going to have learned something through on the way. It's quite funny, though, talking to another person who's been to business school as well and is also a coach because you go to business school and they train you and they teach you to, you know, to pick apart everything and criticize and try to really yes. pick it, find out all the problems, you know, and you, you know, where's this pitch going to go wrong? Uh, and then, and then you're a coach. You're like, you can do it. Believe in yourself. You know, like, <laughs> the two competing parts of your brain. But, uh, but no, I think, I think on a, a being, practical when you're when you think when you have a dream of achieving something you know really uh -huh. like I mean that's why I'm also writing a book on this but you know like being able to go through a process of understanding or well, is that dream practical is it reasonable is it is it something achievable is it what I want to achieve or is it a different thing uh -huh. you know and that's that's uh that's quite an important process to go through it's not just a case that's of like, I feel like this therefore blah 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 yeah. So what I wanted to ask you was 10 languages. Why 10? And, you know, when did that dream come about? When did you realize that you, you really wanted to, 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 be, to learn more and more languages? Well, I don't know. I think it's just the same when people ask me, why Shanghai? Why 10 and not 11 or 8 or 50? I don't know. Um, and to be I, honest, I, I don't think, even I know. I think you know 10 because it's a very smart goal and it's a stretch goal, <laughs> but it's <laughs> right. also a fixed number. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, I was probably 10 years old when I said that. So I had no idea about smart goals or anything. I just <laughs> thought, oh, I just want to speak 10 languages. And then you just grow up and 20 years down the line, you're like, why did I come up with that idea? That was a bad one. <laughs> it, but, it was um, a, smart, a smart goal from a smart girl. <laughs> right. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, I, I, I don't have, have a reason why you don't, I don't think you need to have a reason or you need to have a, I think you need to f more. Okay. So I think when you have a goal like this, I have 10 languages in mind. Okay, great. Um, why really? I don't have a why. Or if I have to explain, it would simply be because I want to have as many languages as possible in my toolbox so that wherever I am in the world, I can have 10 of those languages at my disposal to communicate with whoever that is. If that person speaks one or more than one languages, then I have more chances of being able to discuss with that person. I will bring that to our discussion and I can communicate with that person. Whereas if I speak one or two languages, if I speak French and English, that reduces the number of people I can speak to in the world. That's my why, but it's not really like super powerful or super like inspiring. But for me, what is inspiring is, if I speak 10 languages or if I get to speak 10 languages, what does that mean? That means I will have to work a lot. I will have to understand a lot about cultures. I will have to travel a lot. I will have to meet a lot of people and be in very awkward situations very regularly throughout my life to achieve that goal. And so it's more than the why of the end. It's, it's probably more the why of the process towards the goal. Um, that motivates me. It's it's the whole, hey, it's not only about if tomorrow I can speak 10 languages and basically that's the end of my life, I would be a bit sad because I, I still have so many things to do traveling and people to meet and difficulties to find with languages to 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 unlock a language um i i just enjoy the whole process of learning these languages and i think whatever the goal you have it's not only about the end goal it's also about the whole process to get there if you don't enjoy it or if you don't find a purpose in doing this day by day because it takes time it's a day by day it's it's and it's a lot of efforts and dedication and some days it's just not going right but you still need to feel like hey i enjoy this no matter what i feel it's cool i'm good with it, it today's not a good day but i'm good with it mm. I, I don't know what you feel if that's also something that you're 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 uh, observing in, in people that that win usually 
Yeah, I think I, I mean I absolutely think if you if you're not enjoying something, if you're not, you know the, any anything that's worth achieving takes effort, perseverance, mm. resilience, and uh, if you're not in it, if your heart's really not in it, uh, then it's it's going to be impossible to achieve the the, yeah. the, the ultimate yeah. dream. Um, it's it's really interesting listening to you talk about it though, because uh, when you mentioned about culture and things, I think something that uh, for those that haven't lived abroad, it's I think it's going to be really difficult to understand that perspective and, and, and from, from your home country, you know, and, and I, 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 mm. I have lots and lots of friends because I'm very lucky to have lived all over the world. I have lots of friends from lots of different countries who have also lived all around the world and in different places. But I think that, that, that insight you get into yourself as well, when you live in another country and you, you have to learn how to fit your own personality within different cultural contexts. And, and, and I, I have an right. expression I use uh, called cultural dexterity. You know, dexterity is usually good with your hands, mm. right? But, but I call it yes. cultural dexterity, being able to operate within different cultures because of course people have different cultural sensitivity. Well, that's learning the mm. rules of, of a different culture and, and learning to adapt to that, taking your shoes off at the right time, shaking hands in the right way, right. passing the business mm -hmm. card in the right way, saying the mm -hmm. right, you know vu to the, the terminology right. <laughs> but um but then that's just adapting your you know towards that culture whereas you want to be able to sort of um apply yourself and your best you know your best traits within a different culture and and really learn and understand and help others then you need to be dexterous you need to be able to actually have an argument with someone you know a rational argument with someone without getting stuck <laughs> and, right. and those sorts of things are, are very challenging and i think your point about languages and stuff um it's interesting listening to you because i think i i understand that deeper context of like trying to understand more around the world like the more i don't know how you feel about this but the more i've traveled and the more i've lived in different places the more i realize just how little i know you know i, I it's it's frustrating in some ways but you know I've, <laughs> I've traveled around australia for nearly six months in a van and i i know i've seen hardly any of it and that was you know almost 20 years ago so it's completely changed mm, again and so it's much of it will have changed and, and and the way in which people behave will have changed because of technology usage and things so even though you may think you know you know a place because you traveled there six yes. years ago seven years ago it may be completely different now and um Absolutely. and and the culture may have adapted and changed slightly so that's why in some ways i find it frustrating because you're constantly like knowing that you don't know but i love that at the same time because the not knowing is actually then you know it's it is inspiring to want to go out and learn more and i think if you've got the language skills that you you want you know i mean you've already got five which is pretty amazing by the way <laughs> so like even just having that um in your toolbox as you say is a tremendous asset to being able to apply yourself understand more understand how things are changing you know um it's such an interesting challenge um but yeah maybe maybe that's more like maybe that's a big part of it for you i don't know what do you what do you think about that I think um, to, to, when you talk about that, I hear the word adaptability, which is actually super crucial and super important. Um, before coming to China, I never really realized how important being adaptable was and, and what it really meant. Um, back in Europe, I feel we're, we're pretty adaptable and, and, and things are, are, are moving. And, and, but when you come to China, you just realize, oh my God, I am so slow. <laughs> I, 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 I didn't see the future like that. Um, Shanghai is is the city that goes so fast. You just cannot almost. It's almost like you cannot have a favorite place or a favorite restaurant in Shanghai because that restaurant will close down, maybe in like two months, and another one will open. So there is just nothing you can really expect or really count to stay there forever and, and this is just pushing you to always always 
look for more. Your comfort zone is always changing, basically, and you you have to to accept. So there is a lot of acceptance in, in adaptability that is that is difficult sometimes. No, my favorite place. I used to go there every Friday. Like, why are they closing down? They were doing the good business. No, but like you cannot control. There are so many things you cannot control and just move on, accept and find another favorite place. Um, and, and the question of the bar or the restaurant, whatever, it's just one example. But if how much can you apply this this philosophy to whatever it is that you're attached to without realizing it if if mm. you lose something or if something doesn't work out the way you want then how much detachment did you put uh, already in that thing and how how what what would be the good thing in just like letting go and maybe looking at elsewhere what the other opportunities are or the other things are or the other people are um, so I think, yeah, for me, that, that, that resonates with adaptability, this, this simple ability to not get stuck in a way and, and try and uh, let go. I think it's such an important uh, trait, quality. I'm not sure how you'd, what, what, you'd, what term you'd use, but uh, I think adaptability is, is, is so key right now as well in the world. I mean, we're, we're going yes. through the, the pandemic with the COVID-19 and, and it's, you know, it, it, it really shows actually those that are, that are ready to try to step up and do something different to pivot and, and adjust and, and, you know, go with the flow. I mean, it's such a difficult time for so many people. Yes. Um, yes. both obviously, you know, financially, it's been crippling for a, a lot of people, job losses. I lost my job because of it as well. And it's, uh, you know, it's, mm-hmm. uh, it, it's, uh, but I, so many people very, very badly off right now. And, 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 but also mentally, I think, you know, there's a lot of people really yes. struggling with how do I yes. understand this properly? How do I, you know, how do I manage my own behaviors here? And, and, you know, and it's consistent. It's every day they're waking up in lockdown or whatever it is. Uh, I think adaptability has shown that there's some people who are, who are ready to just say, okay, this is the new reality. Let's, Mm -hmm. let's work with this new reality and see where, where we go, you know, and that's, it's scary. I think you've mentioned it twice now is stepping outside your comfort zone or being shoved outside your comfort zone either way yes. <laughs> <laughs> either way it's 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 it can be a really really good thing and i'm a such a strong believer in it you know i've i've embraced losing my job uh, in in hong kong and you know i'm not bitter at all about it i understand why uh, you know it was a very difficult time for the business i was in um but i've embraced it because i've said well okay what can we do you know and we've moved to personally one of my favorite countries in the world i mean i i feel incredibly fortunate to be able to move to norway and uh and i i you know we we've got a new life here and the kids are safe and and we, we you know we have food on the table uh which is which right. is a, you know obviously a huge relief but uh mm-hmm. i i think um it's we're, we're going to be okay and i think that we've we've uh, we've probably both learned that my wife and i through that adaptable um trait which which I think has come through years of traveling to different places and, 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 uh, you know, having to uproot our lives a few times. So I, mm. I totally agree with you on the adaptability front. I think it's a, it's a super key thing. And, and I think it's a really beneficial thing to try to work on, you know, how, how mm. comfortable, how comfortable are you as a person? And then how uncomfortable can you make yourself yes. on a daily basis to try and push yourself outside your comfort zone, you know, and try and That's achieve right. something yeah and you were right like when you were talking about like shifting basically coming back to the goals it's it's just sometimes you might have a very fixed goal in your head and you just don't realize or you just miss out on other things that maybe you could do or you should do basically and and this ability to yes it's great that you have a goal and it's great that you absolutely want to achieve this that's that's fine but if you focus too much on that, you might be missing out on other things. And, and what are those? Yeah. Uh, and I think maybe this, this ability thing helps you just open up a bit uh, your, your view on, okay, the world, what else is there? I have my goal. All right. But what else is out there? And sometimes you might find that in doing that kind of exercise, um, really like pushing yourself maybe in a totally different direction than what you initially uh, wanted to do or wanted to achieve then that might actually help you get there even faster so i, I i'm just thinking about this um 
because one of my friends is dedicated to um, a goal that is becoming a, a dancer and she's been working at it for many, many years. And now she's just simply with the co-virus, she's just like t taking a break and doing something completely different. But when she looks at it, she's thinking about how am I going to integrate the dance in this new activity that I'm doing, mm. which is completely different. It has nothing to do, basically. She's working on a boat and she's going to be traveling on that boat, repairing the boat and cooking and like doing all those oh, wow. crazy things <laughs> that you're like, wow, like that sounds like a very like free life. I love it. Um, but she's thinking, how am I going to integrate the dance in, in the crew, basically? Or maybe if we go to different harbors, how can we maybe perform more? And it has nothing to do with what she originally had planned with her life and her career as a dancer, a choreographer. But she just like mixes and matches. She's super adaptable and she's smart because then she thinks creatively. You talked about ideas. That's also how you create new ideas is challenging yourself. Yeah. And I think the sort of, well, if we if we if I bring it back to wind building as a concept, you know, the the ultimate goal, you know, of what you want to achieve can be quite lofty and it doesn't have to be completely yes. like fixed either in terms of the, you know, what what competition you're in, what it means to win, defining your win, mm -hmm. defining your your goals. Well, the competition you're in is, you know, whatever you decide it to be. And and if we look at sport and, and think about sport, well sports teams might have the perfect strategy to win a game you mm -hmm. know they might have the perfect they've, they've they've practiced that they've built that up they've had experts look at all the st stats and everything but then the competition goes and changes or or or, or you know the, the competitor <laughs> the, the people they're competing against changes their behavior or does yes. something different themselves or someone comes in and changes the rules of that game the rules of that yes. sport slightly which totally which means that you know you have to adapt and you have to change your mm. strategy and revise and I think that's the same in business as well in business yes. you find that you know you're doing something that's a cash cow but then someone comes in and disrupts the industry or someone comes in with new technology and starts to do something differently which your your customers or, or your, your 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 people uh, your talent want to go to and you have to adapt, you have to change and adapt. Mm. So I think it, it, on a personal level, it's super important to learn how to adapt to yourself as well. But also on a, a team level or a business level, it's, it's mm. also super important to be able to adapt as well and, and be adaptable. And in fact, that's one of the things I was really proud of the company. Uh, I was working for EF Education. We're very good at that. We're very good at like just pivoting and adapting because the, you know mm. they, they were privately owned and they had the ability to, to do things like that. Um, and I, I love seeing mm. that when you see that in businesses and in sports teams you know the, the the ability to adapt uh, and yeah. change but yeah revising your strategy but it doesn't necessarily mean you take your eyes off the ultimate sort of the goal uh, right. the ultimate yeah. dream um yeah it's 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 a, it's a good point there's a there's a quote on top of my mind i think i'm not sure i should uh, attribute it to darwin but uh, it's it's simply the fact that the 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 species that gets to survive is not the strongest it's not the smartest but it's the one that is the most adaptable and that is just super important. If you if you realize that, you're like, okay, if I want to win this game, I can be the strongest, I can be the smartest, I need to be the most adaptable. Yeah, yeah. And I think, so what what, what is it then that you think makes you, because I, I, I can see you're adaptable and I think you're adaptable, but what is it that makes you most adaptable? Like where, where, where do you see you, you, that it's come from or how do you perceive yourself as, as uh, you know, improving your adaptability? Um, that's an interesting point. So in, in um, coaching, I have specialized in something that is called the strengths finder. Uh, so it's an assessment that simply tells you about uh, your strength and uh, ranks your strengths from top one to uh, the uh, strength number 34, basically. Um, Adaptability is actually one of the strengths um, that is put forward with, with the assessment. Um, and what I have tried, when I work on my strength, adaptability is on the top 10. Um, and one of the things I try to do usually is look for adaptability in other people and how they translate it, how they do it, and try to inspire myself from them, basically. Mm -hmm. I learn from others. Uh, as well. So in having either my clients or um, uh, back when I was uh, in corporate, having uh, my colleagues or my peers taking the test, who has what 
uh, talent? Who has what strength? And how can I learn from that person, basically? What is it that they do and they're outstanding at it? What's their little, like thing uh, how do they do that or what's their philosophy like how do you see if you ask someone with adaptability like how do you see this situation they're going to be they're going to be giving you a, a point of view that is a bit different from maybe what you thought initially about it so I try to uh, create the discussion around around this uh, with with people that I feel are better at it than than I am um, this is how I try to 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 work on it um, and often it's just, again, this, this space where you're uh, thinking about options. You always have options, basically. Even if you think you don't, you actually do. Um, so it's, it's looking into what, could, what else could be uh, in, in adaptability. This is how I try and see it. Is there is not only one way. There are so many other ways. So maybe one of the things that I would do is, oh, if I know my friend Mar, uh, for instance, has adaptability in her top 10, if she was in my situation, what would she do differently? Or mm. how would she say that to that person? How would she communicate that to that person? Mm. And trying to observe, because I know those, those people so well, trying to observe and like have a mini cinema in my head and try and imitate that as yeah. best as I can. Sometimes it fails, but sometimes it works. And I'm even myself very surprised with the power that I bring in with, with that kind of trick that I use. Yeah, I don't know it, if you do that or if I'm super weird, maybe doing no, these things. <laughs> I think it's uh, I think it's a great. I mean, I used to have the expression "fake it till you make it," and uh, yes, a good, a good friend of mine. Um, uh, I, I used to tell her that, and, and I was actually managing her at the time, Albertine, and she loved that expression. She was like, "Fake it till you make it," with confidence and things. I've heard people rail against "fake it till you make it," though, so uh, I have to be cautious <laughs> with that because a lot of people like, get upset with that expression. Yes, but uh, but I think imitation mm. and 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 just trying 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 out you know how it feels to be a new behavior certainly when I was younger just faking confidence was was great especially with girls right. you know like all the confident guys got the girls so I was like well maybe if I pretend to be confident and then it might help and it did <laughs> help gonna work bit. out Funnily enough, then you get a bit more confident, you know, not that, you know, not that I was a player or right. anything, but, <laughs> but I gotta, I've got to say, so maybe some of the people listening are, are actually fans of StrengthsFinder. I know that I have a lot of old uh, colleagues uh, in EF who've done StrengthsFinder. So what are your top five then? We have, we have to say it just because people will probably be wondering and I'm wondering. Okay. Um, so my top one is input, uh, which is this ability of collecting uh, whether it's information, contact, things, stories. Languages. So I'm like, languages. <laughs> exactly. So <laughs> there you go. <laughs> you can see it already. A tendency there. Um, I am a restorative, someone that problem solves. I am an achiever, someone that gets things done. Uh, I'm a learner. So, of course, languages, uh, learning. Yeah, why? Yeah, yeah. Just for the sake of learning something new. Uh, and I'm a relator. I'm someone that likes very deep conversations, um, deep relationships. I am very, very comfortable in building trust very quickly with people. That's very cool. That's okay. Uh, my uh, so I, I, yeah, I, I might as well say mine as well because I'm I maybe people. Oh, you have yours. There. Yeah. Well, I know mine. You yeah, have I, yours. But I. But I uh, but I, I, I realized when I was when you were saying it, I was like, I, I'm going to have to say mine and now I have to remember them. But uh, I'm an active, <laughs> activator, number one, uh, uh -huh. futuristic and ideation, I think is number two and three. Yes, uh, of course. Strategy and then responsibility. Uh, okay. and, and I didn't. I, when I when I heard about responsibility, I was like, that doesn't seem right because I used to do extreme sports and I've broken myself so many times on a snowboard. I can't be can't be very responsible. But it's more <laughs> around the uh, it's more around the idea that you know you take responsibility for like tr trying to do things right or you know trying to yes. tr trying to finish the the work with integrity, for example. And, and integrity is sort of I guess the number one thing I try to strive for in life uh maintaining my integrity because for okay. me that's one of the most important qualities a person can have so yeah that's my top five but i can't go deeper than that because i can remember i think my uh, <laughs> my i think 34 is uh, empathy which is scary because i then think of 
<laughs> Psycho or something. <laughs> well, it's it's not that it's scary or anything, but it's it's something that yeah you need to 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 manage basically yeah. or to know. That's good that you know that now. Yeah, yeah. My wife's also a trained uh, strength coach, so she, uh, oh, she, awesome. she, yeah, she's so we, you know, I've been, uh, I guess, a, t- a guinea pig on on her. All oh, right, <laughs> yes, for sure. <laughs> I got to know a little bit about it. No, that's great. Um, so um, I think uh, we we can probably wrap up now. I really appreciate you spending the time. I know that you cycled across Shanghai, which, to be honest, sounded you mentioned that at the beginning, and I wanted to bring it up. You cycled. Of an hour's cycle ride that in in trying to achieve it in 40 minutes which honestly sounds terrifying i've never been to shanghai but i've seen mm-hmm. it and i've been to china and i've seen how uh crazy the roads can be there um so i i, I hope that you you were safe when you were cycling over but i really appreciate you uh spending the time with me and taking the time to talk to me um and it was great to meet you on 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 this call and 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 uh i hope the listeners got something out of it is there anything like you wanted to sort of promote or anything obviously i i, I am not able to pay anyone that i'm doing podcasts with at the moment so uh if there's anything you wanted to promote uh have you got a, a dive school you're going to be teaching at or strength coaching or coaching uh website or anything like that um no the only thing that i'm thinking of is uh one thing that you mentioned that i think is very important um is about the starting process um you have activation uh, so of course that's one of the things that you mentioned um and i think that is extremely important usually i try to um hack my brain you know when we discussed about these um uh, these thoughts or these beliefs that we have that we can't achieve our goals um and and i think as an activator maybe it's it's easier for you to just get started or to get things started and i think this is not my strength um but i try to hack my brain basically just thinking simple hacks like okay just do 10 minutes of it of course you're not going to be doing a lot more because you're going to be doing your thing and you're going to enjoy it. But if you just think, okay, I'm just going to do 10 minutes of it. And after 10 minutes, I can be done and I can just let it go for, for today. Um, so that works really well. And the other tips that I would want to give is um, simply counting down when you know, oh, I should be doing this. Um, I don't know if that, if that if, is something that maybe you use, but simply thinking, oh, I need to... I need to work on that project basically simply counting five, four, three, two, one, go. And then I don't know why, but I just, when I do that, I just stand up and I just start doing it basically, uh, which is, which is not my strength. So I hope these, um, these tip will be, um, will be useful to your uh, listeners who have a big goal, a big idea, a big, th- big thing that they want to achieve and, and, and just need to start basically. So I hope that's, that's going to be useful for them. That is awesome. And thank you because I had a very cool conversation. I learned uh, about your, your, your process and how you think about winning as well. I feel that's uh, very interesting and I'm looking forward to reading your book, Nick. <laughs> ah, I gotta get it finished. <laughs> I'm an activist. I started it, but I gotta finish yes. the thing. <laughs> All right, thank you For so sure. much, Marion. I wish you a very pleasant evening there in, in Shanghai and, uh, and I you. hope to see you again soon. All right. Very cool, thank Thanks. you, Nick. Have Thanks. a great day.